Hello and welcome to episode three of season two of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. So in the last episode, I talked about getting my third vaccine and how I was feeling after that. And again, so far, so good. No big issues. One of the things that did happen, though, which I find quite funny, is because we live in Illinois, we have to, uh, as educators, submit proof of our vaccines or we have to get tested every week for covid So I submitted my proof of vaccine and one of the many schools I work at actually flagged my proof as being false, fabricated, because I'm assuming they had an automated automated program just to screen for the two COVID vaccines. And when I had three on there, it flagged me in their system. Uh, it's all worked out fine. There there was no long endearing issues with that. They just, I had a person call me on the phone and verify that I did in fact have three vaccinations. So that was the most inconvenience that has come of me getting three vaccines. Otherwise all good, all back to normal and just waiting for when my kids can get vaccinated, waiting when, for my husband and my mother and my in-laws to get their third, but otherwise, all good. So the past two weeks, my brother and sister-in-law and my niece and nephew have been in town visiting, which has absolutely been great. My kids love having them there. My kids love playing with my niece and nephew. It makes me a little sad because I wish they lived closer or we lived closer to them so the kids could be with each other more because they do get along so well. And I grew up very, very close with my cousins because we were all only children. So we were siblings with each other. So it is sad to know that they're leaving and it's sad for my kids that they're leaving and we probably won't see them again for another year. The, but while they were here, we did a lot of fun things together. They came and watched them play their sports, which is great. We watched them, you know, we all played soccer. We went to a pumpkin patch. The, uh, now like the pumpkin patch we went to, it was dead because we went on an afternoon in the middle of the week. However, when we left by 3.30 and as we were leaving, people were showing up and it was getting busy. So it was nice to do that before everybody was there because we don't want a lot of crowds still. We want to, you know, yes, my kids are playing sports. Yes, my kids are in school and they have those contacts there, but I want to limit the contacts they have as much as possible just to limit threats as much as possible of them getting it just because it is so prevalent right now. The, and especially in children, granted the, the number of children that I know that have actually tested positive have had very mild symptoms, flu-like symptoms, but they were pretty good to go after four days. So, uh, again, I'm still worried though. I, I don't want to be that, you know, the family that actually ends up having issues with it the but this week has been a series of unfortunate events I don't know I think a lot of parents out there can really relate to this nothing hugely wrong wrong has happened but a lot of 
minor wrongs has happened. So they're like inconveniences and things where I've had to reroute my, you know, how to get to work, stuff like that. But there's been enough of them that it's just becoming a bit of an issue. When I teach in psychology about stressors and hassles and stuff, these are just the, you know, like can't find shoes or road construction has the road clothes that you need to go on. Right now, our town is really heavy in road construction and two of the different ways I could take to go to work and two of the shortest ways I can take to go to work have both been closed and they will both be closed until the first week of October. So I have to allocate extra time to get to work now and go and now everybody is also rerouting in those directions. So it's even extra, extra time on top of that. And with my anxiety, I get more anxious if I think I'm going to be late. I get more anxious if I can't plan ahead and plan something that really does give me a lot of anxiety. So I try to plan as much as possible to get around things, to not have issues getting from point A to point B. I'm a planner. I don't like the unknown. And this week has been all unknowns. On this past Sunday on the 19th was the 16th anniversary of my father's death. And it was also my husband's family reunion. So it was a pretty high stress day for myself emotionally. I'm not technically like physically or anything. Yeah, it takes some planning, but not huge. We know ahead of time that our kids are not going to eat the potluck. So we tend to feed them beforehand. So that gets rid of a little stress there at the potluck and you know nobody got hurt on anything uh they have at a park or the playground several years ago my middle child my eight-year-old she was on the merry-go-round and got tossed off because she wasn't holding on tight enough and they were going really fast so we had that injury several years ago and since then they've gotten rid of the merry-go-round so i think that was who the city planner or whoever decided to get rid of the merry-go-round i think that was an amazing idea those things are nothing but um, injury magnets, in my opinion. The But the kids had fun. I had fun. My husband was pretty stressed out with work, so he wasn't having as much fun as everybody else, but it was there. Unfortunately, that morning, though, I had found out that a dear friend of mine that I often think of as a sister, her um, had lost her father that morning on the anniversary of my father's death, so... It was hitting me a little extra hard that morning. I was worried about her and thinking about her and her family. And it was also giving me a lot of memories of what it was like when I first found out and how I drove home from college. I was in college four hours away and my mom called me at four in the morning and told me my dad had passed away and I didn't even pack a bag. I just got in my car and left and drove those four hours home. Um because I wanted to see his body before they took it and they my mom made sure they kept it there so I could go and see it before it was taken away and that was really traumatic for me and I am the queen of compartmentalizing so I put it in a box and shoved it away and having my friend experience this on the day of my own father's death cracked that box open enough to mess with me a little bit emotionally that day especially being around my husband's family and his parents and stuff it was hitting me a little extra hard 
So Sunday was a little difficult. And then Monday was my baby. So my three-year-old, she turned four on Monday. So Monday was her birthday. And I always joke, I was having a little bit of labor pains on the 19th. So on the anniversary of my father's death, I was having a little bit of labor pains and I kept talking her out of it. I was like, you don't want to be born today. You don't want to be born today. You don't want to be born today. I ended up having to go to the hospital at one in the morning. So I made it to the 20th, but I was in enough labor that I went to the hospital at one in the morning. My water broke at four in the morning and she was born at nine in the morning. So I held her off till the 20th, but I'm always a bit of an emotional mess on her birthday, especially because she's my last baby. And when she gets older, that is rough. And then having the anniversary of my father's death the day before her birthday makes it extra rough. And we originally didn't have really anything planned for her birthday. We didn't have a party planned for it. We're just going to get together. This is the first time that her cousins, so my niece and nephew and my brother and sister-in-law, this is the first time they've been here for her birthday. So we were all here, got her a tiny little personal cake at Walmart. Um, We did drop the parent ball. I honestly did not buy any presents for her birthday until the day of her birthday. And then we ran out and bought presents. We just, we had a problem and we threw money at it. And I'm grateful that we have enough extra that we can throw money at a problem when it happens. And... We got her a tiny little personal cake because of COVID. Nobody wants to eat a cake that you've blown on. So she got her own personal cake. And then we got cheesecake for the rest of us. And sang her happy birthday. She blew out her candles. She got her presents. We actually had her open her presents before everybody came over because she has a tendency to get overstimulated. And when she gets overstimulated, she she becomes possessed by the devil, which is unfortunate. So... She had her birthday. It went off really well. I did keep my two oldest home from soccer practice, so they missed their soccer practices, which they're both a little upset about. And, um, oh, another thing that happened on Monday, which, you know, it must have been so psychologically damaging on blocking it out. Every year I have to get evaluated for my job, so my supervisor has to come in and watch me teach a class and evaluate me which is great. I, I usually don't have an issue with it. However, this year... I went to go turn my computer on and my computer didn't turn on and none of the computers in the room turned on. So I ended up having to be moved to another room that I did not particularly care for. And it was a much smaller room. We had to do uh, contact tracing photos. So if some, if one of the students came back as a positive, we knew who they were sitting next to. So all of that, I'm discombobulated. I'm in a different room. We have to do contact tracing. I can't get the attendance software to work. So the secretary calls me in the middle of it. It was just a series of unfortunate events. And so fingers crossed that my evaluation comes out okay because that it was totally unprepared. I couldn't do a lot of the stuff I planned on doing. I couldn't do a lot of interactive things because I'm normally in a computer lab I can't, I couldn't do like a lot of the things where they would bring it up on their own computers and search for things and look for things. So I was like, you're getting a lecture because I can't do what I would normally plan to do because I'm not in the room I'm normally in. So add the stress of my baby turning forward, the stress of the day before and all of that. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. We're fine. Tuesday poured rain all Tuesday, just poured down rain. So my four-year-old soccer practice was also canceled 
and she was upset by that because she really likes to play soccer, play her soccer, she says. Um, but also because of the rain Wednesday, my son's soccer game was canceled, which was nice because it gave us a little extra time because with my, uh, with the cousins being here, my kids are being pretty overwhelmed and overstimulated and they wanted the day off. And then Thursday, which was last night, cause I'm recording this on a Friday morning, Thursday, my eight-year-old had her cross-country run at night, and it was really fun. Um, everybody wore glow sticks. They ran around. There was a DJ. There was a light show. There were food trucks. It was it was a party. It was really fun. She had a great time doing that. However, my four-year-old bit through a glow stick, so we were freaking out, rinsing her mouth out. It was it was amazing. Bless her heart. And then this morning, it's homecoming week for one of the schools I'm at. And today is class spirit or whatever. And since I have all seniors, their senior color is black. So we did a blackout where we wore all black and I decided to participate with them. And I wore all black, including a black face mask. And they really appreciated that. They had a lot of fun with it. They were like, oh my God, you wore black too. You support us too. And it was cute. And I think even I've always done this, but I think even more so now because of COVID and because of how everything's changed so drastically, we kind of need to do the stupid, silly stuff and celebrate that and celebrate them acting like kids. They're all going to go away at the end of this year. They're all going to go to college. They're all going to be, you know, told to act like adults. If they want to be silly and wear all black, if they want to be silly and dress as characters, if they want to wear their pajamas, you know what? Celebrate that. On Wednesday, it was character day. So they all had to dress as characters. And I participated in this also, but I kind of copped out on it because I forgot until the very end. Um... But they came in and everybody was dressed up and everyone was like, who am I? Who am I? Um, and it was so cute. It reminds me of like the little kids that come to your door on Halloween. So like the three and four year olds like, what am I? Or what do you think I am? And I'm like, you guys are all 17 and 18 year olds, but you're still reminding me of the little kids. It's like, guess what character I am? And it was super fun. Um, they would walk by or they would stand up and they'd be like, what character do you think I am? And they were really creative with their characters. They weren't doing all mainstream stuff you know some of them did phone it in and maybe not got as creative I had a girl dress up as Adam Sandler so she could be like schlumpy and wear like sweatpants and stuff really fun um some friends characters somebody dressed up as Cher from Clueless I had Rudolph Wednesday Adams a minion a seven dwarf uh a mean girl stitch somebody from Mamma Mia, like we had all of these characters and they were so proud of what they did. And you know what? I took that 10 minutes out of my class. Could I have been teaching those 10 minutes? Yes. Did taking those 10 minutes to talk about all of their characters, what they did, how they figured out their costumes, why they picked that character, did taking that 10 minutes mean more to them than the 10 minutes I could have spent on teaching damn straight it did and I'm okay with that I'm okay if I take those 10 minutes to celebrate them or to be interested in what's going on with them so I was fine with that and I'm hoping you know 
the kids, the teachers, my kids have will recognize that and understand, okay, we need to do this. It's homecoming weeks. The emotions are high anyway. It's their last homecoming. So they're super excited, but also super sad. And COVID, they originally, the team they were originally going to play at their home game, they had to cancel because of COVID. So now they have to drive really far for this homecoming game. And that was a bummer. And I let them express that in class. And I found being back in the classroom this year, I found that I need to make more allowances for that. I need to make more allowances for hearing the students, not just what they're saying, but how they're saying it. I need to make more allowances to celebrate the small things. Um, I need to make more allowances. You know, if it's somebody's birthday, we'll all sing happy birthday to them. If somebody just got into the college of their choice and they're super excited about it, they get an announcement in class. So before class starts, we can make announcements. We can say, okay, at the start of class, I usually do like a housekeeping thing. Like this is what is going on this week. This is what we're teaching this week. This is what's due this week. This is what I expect of you this week. And then what do you expect of me this week? Or, you know, what are some joys we need to talk about? What are... You know, what are some big accomplishments you've that's happened? Is there something I need to know that's going on? Maybe it's bad, but I still need to know what it is when it's going on. And what I found is when I allow for that time, the students give me more of their time. They're less distracted while I'm teaching and they're more invested in the class. And I... Granted, this class is a little more so when I need that, where the other two classes I teach with my dual credit students are, there's slightly more of a separation between me and them. These class, this class in particular, and I don't know if it's because I've been there for 10 years or I've had a lot of their siblings going into this, but they seem more there for the relationship and creating what's between me and them. But it was really nice. Also, for those of you who care, I dressed up as Lorelai Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls. I just wore jeans and a concert t-shirt and my hair was curly. So again, I dressed up. I didn't go all out. I didn't like cosplay or anything, but I also was showing them that I was willing to participate in the festivities because it is fun. And sometimes we just need a little fun. And this week I needed some fun because oh, minor things, small things. And then today was blackout. So I went and I dressed up in all black. And then I went to Target afterwards. And then I went to Aldi to grocery shop. And when I got home and I was taking the groceries out of the bag, I stuck my hand through the bag of raw chicken. So my thumb just went pop right through the container and I got raw chicken juice all over myself, had to change my shirt, had to put the raw chicken in a Ziploc bag. It was disgusting. Took the garbage out so it didn't smell. And I was like, it was an inconvenience. It was a hassle. It wasn't the end of the world. It was an easy fix. But still, you're like, man, really? Uh, also, Monday night, my kids left their windows open in the van and it poured down rain. So the inside of my van was soaking wet Tuesday when I went to work. So it's just like all of these things, what could grow wrong would, did go wrong. But I'm thankful that it was nothing big. There was no big catastrophes. There was no big messes to clean up. 
It was just small, minor things. Again, hassles, but not horrible end of the world things. And I'll take that. I will take little hassle, little hassles over end of the world things. Now to, tonight, my kids are going to have to say goodbye to their cousins. So I think we're going to have a rough weekend because they will miss them. And I'll miss having them in town. But then we'll get back to normal because emotions have revved high, stress has revved high, anxiety has revved high while they're here just because we're juggling everything where they want to, like last night, they're torn between seeing their cousins and doing the activities that they like and they need to do. So my eight-year-old had her cross-country run and my 11-year-old, instead of going and watching her run, which he would normally do, ended up going and playing miniature golf with the cousins. Well, then she was upset because he wasn't watching her run. And then she was also upset because she wanted to go play miniature golf with the cousins, but she also wanted to run. So I think this week, while the cousins have been in town, my kids have felt very torn between activities. So I really want to play this, but I also don't want to miss out on them being here because they're not here that often. Um, Big things I need to accomplish this weekend is everything I haven't done in the past two weeks while the cousins have been visiting. I have taught laundry, dishes, everything. I'm so far behind on everything. Also this weekend, because it's after my four-year-old's birthday, so usually the first weekend after my four-year-old's birthday, we will decorate for Halloween. And side note, go to the Dollar Tree. They have amazing Halloween decorations this year. I've got like four bags of Halloween decorations from the Dollar Tree that I need to put up. But this weekend, I think my goal will be putting the gravestones in the yard and bringing up the indoor decorations and the outdoor decorations too, and putting them outside for the um, Halloween decorations. Because I like to have them up as long as possible, but I really don't want to put them up before my youngest birthday because it kind of hinders on her birthday then. So I've already got like the soap dispensers in the bathroom or Halloween. And this year we've decided to go like all out for Halloween and Christmas. Thanksgiving is going to take a back seat. It's going to be like Christmas prep. Um, but we're going to go all out decorating for Halloween and Christmas this year. The kids are actively participating. My eight-year-old is coloring sugar skulls for me to put out for decorations. And that's really, really fun. I've painted a couple ceramic sugar skulls that I'm currently waiting for the glitter to dry on before I put them out. And that's, again, that's the big thing. Also the big thing this weekend, which is really mundane and not fun at all. We're going to try to move the cat's litter box out of the kid's bathroom and downstairs into our great room. So the kids will no longer have tracked cat litter all over their bathroom, sticking to their feet when they get out of the shower and stuff, which is kind of gross. So we're going to try to move the cat's litter box downstairs and hopefully he'll still use it. He has not had any issues with using his litter box. So I'm hoping even if we move it downstairs, he will still use it. And once the litter box is out of their bathroom, I'm going to deep clean their bathroom because it needs it because three children share it. One of them is a potty training toddler or preschooler and the other one is a pre-adolescent male. So... We really need to keep it clean. It's kind of gross. But those are my big plans for this weekend. We still have soccer games. We have a couple more weeks of everything. Everything's winding down right now. Um, soccer will be done in the middle of October. Cross country is done after next week. Scouts is still year round. They do start theater right after soccer ends. So soccer ends on a Saturday and they start theater on Monday. 
And Lucas's school soccer ends at on Wednesday, on the Wednesday after the Park District soccer ends. So we'll wind down sports wise by mid October. We're done with all sports. However, other activities start like 4-H and theater. So until next time, I'll talk to you later.